chapter seven of my confession by leo tolstoy this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine chapter seven having failed to find an explanation in knowledge i began to seek it in life itself hoping to find it in the men who surrounded me and i began to watch men like myself to observe how they lived and how they practically treated the question which had brought me to despair and this is what i found among those of the same social position and culture as myself i found that for those who occupied the same position as myself there were four means of escape from the terrible state in which we all were the first means of escape is through ignorance it consists in not perceiving and understanding that life is an evil and an absurdity people of this class for the greater part women or men who are either very young or very stupid have not understood the problem of life as it presented itself to schopenhauer to solomon and to buddha they see neither the dragon awaiting them nor the mice eating through the plant to which they cling and they taste the drops of honey but they only lick the honey for a time something directs their attention to the dragon and the mice and there is an end to their tasting from these i could learn nothing we cannot unknow what we do know the second means of escape is the epicurean it consists in while we know the hopelessness of life taking advantage of every good there is in it in avoiding the sight of the dragon and mice and in seeking the honey as best we can especially wherever there is most of it solomon points out this issue from the difficulty thus then i commended mirth because a man hath no better thing under the sun than to eat and to drink and to be merry for that shall abide with him of his labour the days of his life which god giveth him under the sun go thy way eat thy bread with joy and drink thy wine with a merry heart live joyfully with the wife whom thou lovest all the days of the life of thy vanity which he hath given thee under the sun all the days of thy vanity for that is thy portion in this life and in thy labour which thou takest under the sun whatsoever thy hand findeth to do do it with all thy might for there is no work nor device nor knowledge nor wisdom in the grave whither thou goest such is the way in which most people who belong to the circle in which i move reconcile themselves to their fate and make living possible they know more of the good than the evil of life from the circumstances of their position and their blunted moral perceptions enable them to forget that all their advantages are accidental and that all men cannot have harems and palaces like solomon that for one man who has a thousand wives there are thousands of men who have none and for each palace there must be thousands of men to build it with the sweat of their brow and that the same chance which has made me a solomon to-day may make me solomon's slave to-morrow the dullness of their imagination enables these men to forget what destroyed the peace of buddha the inevitable sickness old age and death which if not to-day then to-morrow must be the end of all their pleasures thus think and feel the majority of the men of our time of the upper classes that some of them call their dullness of thought and imagination by the name of positive philosophy does not in my opinion separate them from those who in order not to see the real question search for and lick the honey i could not imitate such as these 
my imagination not being blunted like theirs i could not artificially prevent its action like every man who really lives i could not turn my eyes aside from the mice and the dragon when i had once seen them the third means of escape is through strength and energy of character it consists in destroying life when we have perceived that it is an evil and an absurdity only men of strong and unswerving character act thus understanding all the stupidity of the joke that is played with us and understanding far better the happiness of the dead than of the living they put an end at once to the parody of life and bless any means of doing it a rope round the neck water a knife in the heart or a railway train the number of those in my own class who thus act continually increases and those who do this are generally in the prime of life with their physical strength matured and unweakened and with but few of the habits that undermine man's intellectual powers yet formed i saw that this means of escape was the worthiest and wished to make use of it the fourth means of escape is through weakness it consists though the evil and absurdity of life are well known in continuing to drag on though aware that nothing can come of it people of this class of mind know that death is better than life but have not the strength of character to act as their reason dictates to have done with deceit and kill themselves they seem to be waiting for something to happen this way of escape is due solely to weakness for if i know what is better and it is within my reach why not seize it to this class of men i myself belonged thus do those of my own class in four different ways save themselves from a terrible contradiction with the most earnest intellectual efforts i could not find a fifth way one way is to ignore life's being a meaningless jumble of vanity and evil not to know that it is better not to live for me not to know this was impossible and when i once saw the truth i could not shut my eyes to it another way is to make the best of life as it is without thinking of the future this again i could not do i like sakya muni could not drive to the pleasure ground when i knew of the existence of old age suffering and death my imagination was too lively for that moreover my heart was ungladdened by the passing joys which fell for a few rare instants to my lot the third way is knowing that life is an evil and a foolish thing to put an end to it to kill oneself i understood this but still did not kill myself the fourth way is to accept life as described by solomon and schopenhauer to know that it is a stupid and ridiculous joke and yet live on to wash dress dine talk and even write books this position was painful and disgusting to me but i remained in it i now see that i did not kill myself because i had in a confused sort of way an inkling that my ideas were wrong however persuasive and unanswerable the idea which i shared with the wisest on earth that life has no meaning appeared to me i still felt a confused doubt in the truth of my conclusions which formed itself thus my reason tells me that life is contrary to reason if there is nothing higher than reason and there is nothing reason is the creator of my life were there no reason there would be no life for me how can it be that reason denies life and is at the same time its creator again from the other side if there were no life 
i should have no reason consequently reason is born of life and life is all reason is the product of life and yet it denies life i felt that something here was wrong i said to myself life undoubtedly has no meaning and is evil but i have lived and am still alive and so also have lived and are living the whole human race how is it then why do all men live when all men are able to die is it that i and schopenhauer alone are wise enough to have understood the unmeaning emptiness and evil of life to see the inanity of life is a simple matter enough and it has long been apparent to the simplest amongst us but men still live on yes men still live on and never think of calling in question the reasonableness of life my acquired knowledge confirmed by the wisdom of the wisest of the world showed me that everything on earth organic or inorganic was arranged with extraordinary wisdom and that my own position alone was a foolish one but all the same the enormous masses of those fools my fellow-men know nothing of the organic or inorganic structure of the world but live on and it seems to them that their lives are subjected to perfectly reasonable conditions then i thought to myself but what if there be something more for me to know surely this is the way in which ignorance acts why it always says exactly what i do now what men are ignorant of they say is stupid it really comes to this that mankind as a whole have always lived and are living as if they understood the meaning of life for not doing so they could not live at all and yet i say that all this life has no meaning in it and that i cannot live nobody prevents our denial of life by suicide but then kill yourself and you will no longer argue about it if you dislike life kill yourself if in your life you cannot find a reason for it put an end to it and do not go on talking and writing about being unable to understand life you have got into a gay company in which all are well satisfied all know what they are doing and you alone are wearied and repelled then get out of it and after all then what are we who persuaded of the necessity of suicide still cannot bring ourselves to the act but weak inconsistent men to speak more plainly stupid men who carry about with them their stupidity as the fool carries his name written upon his cap our wisdom indeed however firmly it be grounded on truth has not imparted to us a knowledge of the meaning of life yet all the millions that share in the life of humanity do not doubt that life has a meaning it is certainly true that from the far distant time when that life began of which even i know something men lived who though they knew what proved to me that life had no meaning the argument of its inanity still lived on and gave to life a meaning of their own since any sort of life began for men they have had some conception of their own about it and have so lived down to my own time all that is in and around me physical or immaterial it is all the fruit of their knowledge of life the very mental instruments which i have employed against that life to condemn it were fashioned not by me but by them i was born and bred and have grown up thanks to them they dug out the iron taught how to hew down the forests to tame the cows and the horses to sow corn to live one with another they gave order and form to our life moreover they taught me how to think and how to speak and i the work of their hands their foster-child the pupil of their thoughts and sayings 
have proved to them they themselves had no meaning there must be something here said i that is wrong i have made some mistake i could not however discover where the mistake lay end of chapter seven recording by expatriate in bangor maine